0: hello everyone we're so glad that you're here and have come back to listen to us i'm christy and i'm grace and you're
1: listening to
0: the thanks mom podcast welcome back welcome back we're glad that you're here we're We're happy to have you
1: i just said we're very glad
0: yes always very glad it's a joyous time hopefully St. Carlos is Sotus will be with us, that we won't have to have any tech problems like when we recorded a previous episode. Yeah, <laughs> a little stressful. We seem to have better internet at the current time because I'm here in the U.S. and Grace is still abroad in Poland, or maybe I'm abroad in the U.S. and you're in Poland, depending on where people are listening to this. It's true. Yeah, this is true. This is true. This is very true. Very very Not true. I know you said you had daylight savings just hit there, which is different than in the U.S. because we Yeah, had it a- daylight back.
1: savings was two days or two weeks later than the U.S. So for two weeks, I was five hours ahead of everyone, if you're in Eastern Standard Time. And I'm six, back to six hours ahead. But I forgot about that last night because usually I don't forget about it. Because at home, everyone's always like, don't forget, don't forget. And then, you know, your calendar automatically puts it on your calendar, like, The Google calendar is just like daylight savings. Well, I saw that two weeks ago because I don't know. I guess Google knows I'm an American and it doesn't put the Polish daylight savings on your calendar. So (laughs) it was in my mind two weeks ago and like two days ago that the time jumped ahead this morning. And but just not when I went to bed last night. And I was just telling mom, I have not really slept well all week because. We went on a pilgrimage to Italy last week and I just haven't caught back up on sleep in like four days. And then I thought I finally went to bed early, but I didn't go to bed early because <laughs> of daylight savings. And I completely yes. forgot that that was happening last night.
0: It so, gets you every time. Yeah. So I like, <laughs>
1: I am ready to just sleep for 15 hours. It's going to be great.
0: Well, and now it's like the whole, you know, we have electricity mm-hmm. so we can turn on lights i don't I'm understand like the purpose like, of daylight savings like in terms of why do we still have it it just seems like it throws a big wrench into everything i mean yeah. i don't mind it but then i hear people's arguments like against it and i'm like i get that i
1: get that there should yeah. i don't know i know there's certain things like that in life where i'm like i don't really care but then people argue against it. And I'm like, you've got really good points. And if I cared more, I would agree with you. <laughs> yes.
0: I don't think that I don't agree with them. I just think I don't give it the time or thought that obviously they have put into discussing, discussing the pros and cons of daylight saving time. Yeah. We could do like- a whole episode on that. You know, we could be like, Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Thanks Mom podcast. And, and we are why
1: doing daylight savings is stupid. If we could yeah. every year just have the fall daylight savings and somehow not get messed up on our so on the schedule, I would be fine with it. Because that's like the best So like as year. in we
0: keep just falling backwards and falling backwards and <laughs> <Yeah>. falling
1: backwards. <laughs> I know uh, we really mess up our schedules, but I love that when you wake up and you're like, feeling fully rested and you're up an hour earlier than usual and you've just like got more time in your day it's just so nice
0: pardon the interruption ladies and gentlemen while grace thinks about <laughs> the reality of just falling back hours what you should do grace <laughs> <you> <laughs> feel it, figure out what you would need 12 years to then be just the opposite and then yeah,
1: perfectly the
0: then switch from am to pm and then well, more years you'd be back where you started and and switch back i guess like we could it could be like the grace brown version of daylight savings or lack thereof like just stay in standard time everyone just stay in standard time
1: <laughs> well i was talking to one of my friends today and she lived in arizona for a bit and she's like yeah arizona's done with this stuff they don't do daylight yeah. savings anymore don't. she's like She's like, they just move, and I was like, so they just move between mountain time and Pacific time. She's like, yeah. She's like, but it's really messed up. Cause if I call Colorado right now, they're <sighs> I can't even isn't
0: that it. the same thing?
1: No, oh because, because right now Arizona
0: is in Pacific time because they don't do it. So yeah, but in some yeah. ways it's the same thing. Kind yeah, of. they
1: just switch time zones. So it's funny where it's like, oh, you call oh, Colorado it's and they're in a different else. time zone than Arizona right now. But then, yeah. like six months later, they're in the same time zone.
0: So basically, Arizona's like, we don't care about this crap. So we're just gonna not do it. So we'll just confuse all of you instead of confusing <laughs> all of our state residents. That's what well, they're doing. Hey, the most confusing like part though,
1: is when you look at I think it's Illinois and there's this little corner at the top and little corner at the bottom that's in a oh, different yeah. time zone, or maybe it's just a corner in the top,
0: right? Or is that Indiana? it's indiana
1: it's in Illinois,
0: and it's just like because half of indiana is in the eastern time zone and then the corner that you're talking about is in central time but why and i think that's like at the bottom i don't know because people don't know how to draw straight lines or more like they don't know how to draw crooked lines because none of the states have straight lines so basically the time zones i don't know should be straight lines if right so it divides
1: look, but if you people. look up a map okay i looked up the map of time zones and it's not like they just like did like a straight rectangle down and took the chunks of the no. states that were in that rectangle. It's no,
0: like it zigzag. Just, they yeah they don't know like, how to draw straight even
1: in Europe. Like I was looking at Europe and like the UK is like directly over what hang on. What was it? Okay. We're looking up at a map guys.
0: Okay, but here's my argument when you look up your map. If you are going to draw a crooked line, draw it crooked enough that every state or country is in the same time zone. Right, like Germany shouldn't be split into like I don't know two time zones. Maybe they aren't. Okay, but like Indiana, you know, it yeah. doesn't make sense. Like well, if you're look, Europe, you okay. line.
1: look how the UK is directly over France, right? Sure, they're two different freaking time zones, Mom.
0: I don't understand. I don't understand. It must be because how far north they are. See, we're gonna get somebody that comes on here and comments that we don't understand the curvature of the Earth and the sun, because that's what this is coming down to. I bet you anything. So I don't care. So maybe we should just move
1: on. really have not said that, I have to unstar... like, okay, so I starred all these coffee places in Poland I like, so I won't forget where they are. And then all of a sudden there's a heart sticking out of Italy, and I' was like, "What did I heart in Italy on my map? And that was the hotel because I couldn't find the exact address for it, so I just like hearted my location so not have to unheart this because I Oh sure. I'm not in Italy. Okay, anyways.
0: More important things going on now. <laughs> moving on so anyway we're back and we're still in our series on the gifts of the spirit sorry i misspoke the fruits of the spirit
1: oh, we're good guys i unfavored it okay yes we are and look at, look at okay i'm gonna be distracted for one more second see all those yellow stars that's all the coffee
0: places I'm like. to wait <laughs> visit you and get to try them all out with you be it's okay fun. guys i'm sorry i'm tired so i'm <laughs> giving this so we thought we it's should, should about the gifts. recap a little bit about where we are because we've gone through um nine gifts of the holy spirit sorry fruits i'm just really no, rolls yes. off. My
1: oh no fruits
0: <laughs> fruits see You're right um and if we, we remember that um so there's gifts of the holy spirit that are like virtues and the fruits of the holy spirit are like the actions that those virtues produce right what's your source what's your source my source is learn religions at learnreligions.com um, and so a lot of times we talk about where is it grace you were going to chat about that part oh, about Paul we, so
1: now we've part. gotten through like the nine that everyone like knows that's in most bibles and then now i'm like being corrected again because i thought it was a protestant catholic bible difference but then i looked no. in my bible and they only have these nine and mine's a catholic bible but there's a different one i was looking at yeah i had 12 and there's a different catholic bible so anyway so it's not straight up just catholic versus protestant. So i'm just gonna read this is also learn religions um saint paul in the letters of the galatians lists the fruits of the holy spirit there are two different versions of the text A shorter version, commonly used in both Catholic and Protestant Bibles today, lists nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. The longer version, which St. Jerome used in his Latin translation of the Bible, known as the Vulgate, includes three more. The Vulgate is the official text of the Bible that the Catholic Church uses for that reason. Wait, I've that wrong. The Vulgate is the official text of the Bible that the Catholic Church uses. For that reason, the Catholic Church has always referred to the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit.
0: Right. So basically so the whole date the- has the
1: correct translation right but i don't know why not all bibles
0: go off the Vulgate. i don't there's know just, enough of that. there's still just different translations
1: yeah even with
0: it so the 12 or the nine we grace and i have covered so far is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness um self-control and so today we are going to move on to long suffering. So this was good. That? we are like, okay, so we have to be all
1: 12 went, so we need to educate that? ourselves on these three things that we don't know. Well,
0: so we, we, know. we were looking up because we didn't wanna just jump into it and pretend like like we knew because I, you know, when you go, what is that? Cause I know a bunch of you probably just did that cause you think of suffering. So suffering long, right? Long suffering, mm-hmm. suffering long. Um, but I really—it was actually I liked what Grace said. Is it's more like um persecution and, and being perseverance. patient, perseverance in or patience through perse- persecution in some way. So long, um, long That's suffering like from reading on it. Um, yeah, this is all from Learn Religious, and I looked up a bunch of sources that was similar to that. Patience that is properly directed at others' faults. So to be long suffering is to endure quietly the attacks of others. Um, uh, It's patiently enduring um, a lasting offense or a hardship. And it is referring to a great deal of patience or endurance of something. That's from patheos.com. I liked this one. The fruit of the spirit of long suffering is never giving up that's from khouse.org and so it means holding back or restraining what we really feel so if we're feeling anger or wrath or indignation or what other emotion um it's what we're holding back what we might really be feeling or what we want to do it's like
1: meekness and- like we talked about recently
0: yes it like could di- be very- like
1: directly pa- directing your passions
0: right but i think this is is directing the passions in the midst of persecution or in the midst of something being done unto you. So you're being patient of that and then directly directing those passions of that, because mm-hmm. it goes on to say, and it's, it's holding those back of what we want to do. And instead doing what God wants us to do, which is similar to meekness, but we're holding back or restraining our natural response and then choosing. We've been talking a lot about, it's a choice to give our anger or wrath or bitterness to God rather than acting upon them. Um, so it's a process of endurance. So I think it's it's the meekness part of that we're choosing how to act and, and withholding some of those emotions, but it's usually because something, if there's something that's happening to us that we need to endure, some type of suffering or some type of persecution. Um, so the need for perseverance in that. So maybe it's like a combination of perseverance and meekness. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just suffering for a long time it goes a little bit more in depth than that
1: yeah yeah and I just like that just kind of it's interesting because these are all supposed so it's like fruits of the spirits things that come forth from having the holy spirit within you like what did? What, what was the one website that you had sa- said it was like w- these are like actions that co- or
0: oh it was on learn religious and I loved it yes because it says that Um, that the gifts of the spirit are like virtues. This is what I said at the beginning. And the fruits of the spirit are the actions that those virtues produce. Yeah. So prompted by the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we bear fruit in the form of moral action. In other words, the fruits of the spirit are works that can perform perform only with the aid of the holy spirit so like you said the whole it's coming from the point of having the holy spirit within us and that holy spirit comes within us through baptism and so we receive um through the sacrament of baptism we're granted the gifts of the holy spirit and they're perfected through the sacrament of confirmation. So since we receive those gifts of the Holy Spirit, then our actions can come through having the Holy Spirit within us. The presence of these fruits is an indication that the Holy Spirit dwells within the Christian believer. So that's all from um, learnreligious.com. Yeah. So I thought that was very well, good. And that, yeah, it was yeah. concise, but clear too, like simplified. Yeah.
1: yeah. It just made me think, like listening to that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. But then, you know, all these things are like all these fruits we're talking about are just very positive. Like, of course, you'd want faithfulness, gentleness, joy, all that. And then it's like long suffering. And it's like, like, I feel like it it has this underlying assumption that you're gonna have to suffer well because there's gonna be suffering. That's just a given. And like it's got a different tone than the other ones, you know? I don't know. So I kind of I kind of like that because it's It doesn't sugarcoat the fact that, you know, what does Jesus say? Like in this world, you will have suffering, but take, take courage. I have conquered the world. Um,
0: Take courage, right? You broke up there. Sorry.
1: Yeah. No, you're good. Take courage. I have conquered the world. Um, Yeah. And just kind of like, it's, it's just that in that, in just the word long suffering, it's just the assumption that, you know, that you're just going to suffer. That's just part of the Christian life and yeah take up your cross and follow him that's what he says so
0: yeah I like that because how you said it, there's so many things that we're not going to be without suffering um I th- we did a whole episode on how to suffer well and how I don't like suffering is part of this day and age not day and age part of the christian walk part of anything just mm-hmm. part of life but i think in this day and age we can um see it probably any time in history we can see it and there's so much hurt in the world and i don't i don't know for me i think persecution has become more visible maybe because i'm a mom and i see how my kids are attacked or how much harder it is to raise a family in my mind now, I never was a mom at a different time. So I know my parents, I've had a lot of conversations like, yeah, the other generations probably thought that too, like, oh my gosh, we thought it was dark when we were growing up. And now we're trying to raise kids and it's even darker. Um, Or you, you stumble into things. And I don't know, I think there's a sense of kind of freedom almost when we stumble into those types of suffering, or persecution to be like, no, but Christ said that there was going to be this. And so I could either try and just like deny it, or I could try and embrace it. And not that we run into the arms of suffering, because I think sometimes as Catholics, we think that for things to be holy, we have to suffer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I think we can get really wrapped up in that. Um, I know I can like, oh, if this is easy, then this must not be holy because I'm not suffering in that, you know, and, and then there's the opposite side where, There's others who believe in prosperity gospel and, and you're not truly following Christ if your life isn't prospering. So Mm -hmm. obviously there's something in the middle that God desires the good for us, but he also tells us that in this world, there will be suffering and hardship. So then it's like, well, how are we going to do that? Are we going to just lash out and back and become angry or vengeful or not show mercy Mm or Are we going to embrace and go, okay, Lord, what do you have for me here? And the hard part comes in the waiting. Because I think of suffering sometimes as like, God said it will be here, but he never said that it will not, that it will end or not last the whole life. Like we might never see why we're suffering until heaven Mm -hmm. and we will never see it clearly. We can look back in a lot of persecution, persecutions, either Within our family or different relationships, or personally, or as the world, like Father spoke today, like, yeah, we can feel like life on earth right now is very long or drawn out, or we can be begrudging, but I'm not worried about my family's well being that are near me. Like, I don't think about in the Ukraine or those in Burma, like, I'm not concerned in that way. Like, yes, Grace, we've been concerned for your safety and people are praying and protection for you, but it, and for the most part, we're safe and we don't have to worry about that. But yet there is persecutions and sufferings going on everywhere. So how are we going to know that if they haven't already come, they will come, um, as well as, how will we react upon that? You know, are we going to build our house on rock or are we going to build our house on sand that we get, you know, flashed, like flattened, the wa- mm-hmm. waves wash us away because we're not rooted in the Lord or giving over those persecutions to him and just acting out in rashly, basically, mm-hmm. you know? So that comes back to like, what we've been talking about, about choice and reactions, I think. Um, and how to, how to teach that. I don't know. I think that to my kids, like when your siblings or you, when, you know, just even the fact when life is hard, it's like, right. But life is going to be hard. Like, this is not our end goal. This is, we're only here for a time. This is our, our transition period. Our, Our goal is heaven we're here to be sanctified and become holy and become saints. And that's going to mean enduring suffering. Like, you know, we, we so often go, why me? And I just remember back to Deacon Ken and different people in our parish who've gone through suffering and hearing them say, yeah, but why not me? Why not me? Hmm. And okay, Lord. So, so what do I learn through this? And that learning might be ongoing for a very long time. Um yeah, so I think there's a, a lot, a lot to ponder with this one. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Because it's not the joyful like be kind, be peaceful, you know, yeah. be gentle.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one, but it's good. Like I don't know, like and I talked about this in our suffering episode, but it was like it hit me in a different way, just dealing with some friction of like different things in the last year like it's an honor to to be persecuted with Christ like having that kind of perspective like joining him in his persecution
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if it's a small part like there is some saint i'm pretty sure like who who i like i i think asked for just like one of the thorns from the crown of thorns to be like you know to have in their head or something like that like you know if i could just experience one of those like I heard that somewhere. I don't know where I that just rings the bell. But just the idea of like sharing and just a small part of Christ's suffering. And right. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I like that. And it's
1: a very good topic for Lent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. Because here we are in the midst of Lent, just about halfway or a little bit more than that. And we talk about like the suffering of that. And I, when I was just thinking about this episode, even before looking into the definition of long suffering, I was just realizing like how much God has, you know, I enter into Lent, like try and be prayerful, like, okay, what do I need to work on? Are there things I need to give up? Are there things I need to incorporate? And then you get into it and you're like, take a pause and go, okay, God, here's my agenda, my idea. I did pray about these things. I think you laid them on my heart, but also am I on the right track? And what do you have for me, what should I be looking at that you're placing that, you know, not just like, oh, I need to work, I need to work on, I need to work, you know, but God's saying that. And I don't think God entered that, answered me directly as like, yeah, no, here's this and this, and here's your list, Christy. It was more like these certain things just kept coming up that I really had to mentally work through. And it was more of a suffering of like hurting my brain. Like, why is this, where is this coming from? How do we have to work? And and just realizing I'm not trusting and I'm not, I'm not surrendering. And I think that's, I think there's a lot of, our world is very entitled. We, we have so much that's instantaneous. We have so many things that you click a button and boom, this pops up or Hey Siri. And there's an answer or watch my phone's going to go off when I say that, (laughs) or like, let me just Google that. And And I'll find the answer. Like, that's why like learning in schools and stuff has completely changed because we're moving away from textbooks and different things. And and we have to adapt some of that. Yes, you're adapting with technology and discovery and innovation. And when used correctly, those are all good things. But it also ingrains us that things should be instantaneous. And that is something we're entitled to, to just now have it. And we don't know how to be patient mm-hmm. we don't know how to endure and so learning things like trusting or surrendering things or waiting is like what do you mean like mm-hmm. i shouldn't have to do that because i think like oh i want it now or oh yep i messed up i'm sorry okay let's move on and everything's better well no sometimes we have to be slow and be contemplative and be intentional by slowing down. And I think that for me this year, especially, I've been talking a lot about intentionality and slowing down and having to just step out of not just, it doesn't always have to be chaos, but just the busyness or the going to be like, am I going because I am called to be going or am I going because this is intentionally what I'm choosing to do? and. Or helping my family do, or however that is. Um, or am I, where am I trusting the Lord in that? Where am I doing that? And that's just been these certain things just in my mind have been laid before me of like, have I worked through that? Like, so I think we have a, there's war, there's persecution of war, there's persecution of rela- within relationships, there's persecution just in our own emotional drama and well being of overcoming things in our mind. Um, and I've just, yeah. So I think it is good in Lent to kind of go, okay, where is, what type of suffering is going on? And that's not always bad to have that. That's not it keeps us grounded. I think in a little way, like a sense of reality. Um, but also, I guess I, I I don't want to say that we should be seeking it out either, you know, because I do, I don't want this to be like, like I said, like earlier, like That in terms of being Christian or holy, we should be suffering and that it's not equating to that either. Yeah. So it needs to be a, a balance that God does desire our joy. God does desire our happiness and he wants to give us the desires of our heart. And that is biblical as well, but it doesn't mean it's always one or the other. Like most things in life, there's a balance between them and it's seeking the Lord to find that balance.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like, yeah, like we said at toward the beginning, like there is just going to be suffering. So when it comes, you suffer well, like you said. Don't not that you're seeking it out, but when it comes, how do you deal with it? And if you're, if you're living out the gifts of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit, then it's going to be a beautiful suffering, a fruitful suffering,
0: right? And that's, no, yeah. I love how you just said that it's going to be a <laughs> fruitful suffering. It yeah. is a, so it's an action that's bearing, um, what's the word I'm thinking? Not resemble. it's, it's bearing fruit, but that shows that the Holy spirit is in us, that the Holy mm-hmm. spirit is working in us. So if this is a fruit, how do we bear good fruit? And that's what they said. You know, Christ talks about the Christian bearing good fruit and being pruned and bearing more fruit because it's been pruned and Mm -hmm. so if we go back to it being you know what it is a fruit of the spirit then it should be something that is showing that we are a christian and because we bear resemblance to christ in these things and and that yeah when it comes to also not be scared of it Mm -hmm. like to embrace it in the way like there's a freedom that if i'm grounded in christ and I have the Holy spirit living within me that he's equipped me for what I need. Mm-hmm. The grace is available to me that I like how beautiful and freeing is that? Like to go life is there will be suffering in life. Isn't something to hide from, to run from. It should be like, but with Christ, you know, all things are possible. And if I'm walking with the Lord, I know I can't do it on my own. I know he's going to help me though.
1: Mm-hmm. And so this
0: isn't something I need to fear or hide from, but that I can do it, like you said, beautifully and bear fruit in it to be either witness for whomever, myself, others around me, things that I might not even realize till heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful that you just said that, Grace, way to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I try. Also, random note for a second, I was like, wow, I'm so tired. And then I was like, oh, it's okay. Cause your body feels like it's 10, 15 PM. And then I was like, no, my body feels like it's 8.15 p.m. I counted the wrong <laughs> way. This is really sad.
0: What time is it there? It's 9.15? 9:15. Oh, and God. I was like,
1: oh, it's because it feels like 10. I was like, it's- no, it feels like it's 8. Which means this is kind of sad that you're this tired. Anyways, I just had to share and So that. it
0: means that you weren't getting tired at 7.15. <laughs> poor thing oh anyways this was good though is there anything else you want (laughs) to add add i'm trying to think of more
1: i'm trying to turn my brain back on because i'm like it's only 8 15 except it's 9
0: 15 um (laughs) no no i think it's good though right i liked how you said bearing good fruit through suffering i think that's a great keyword and how do we do that In our ordinary lives, like, how do we take this thing that can be extraordinary and bear beautiful fruit and make sure we're going back? Okay. So how do we do that every day? You know, when that child is annoying us, when that relationship that's hard, Mm -hmm. just look at that person and to see Christ or in the midst of this crazy world. And we're Christians and we think differently and we're called to act differently and we're persecuted because of it and how do we go okay christ i'm uniting it with you and you're suffering Mm -hmm. and then trusting
1: when you don't always see results like we've been saying you know trusting that he doesn't waste anything
0: right to him so
1: you offer it to him and you might not see the result of that but he he is using it
0: right And that's, that's okay. That's okay. Not to see the results. Like like, that's where that instantaneous thing I think comes back in again. Like we don't have to see that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So funny story along these lines. We were talking about this last night because we're on a British TV show slash movie binge right now, not actually binge, but that's all I watch now apparently because we watched Emma the other day. We watched pride and prejudice last night. Um, And when we were watching it, I remember it, I was on this retreat and this sister was like talking about the Ascension and she was like, oh, I wasn't going to bring up this comparison, but I have to. She's like, okay, you guys know in Pride and Prejudice when, you know, Mr. Darcy's all sad because Elizabeth denied him. And then he runs off after he hears about Lydia to go save the Bennett family name. And she might not even accept him. Like, and he's going to do it anyways, because he loves her. Da, da, da. And then Elizabeth is like, I'm never going to see him again. And she's all heartbroken. And she's like, but the reality is he's loving her this whole time, but he has to be somewhere else when he's doing it. And she's like, that's kind of like the Ascension. Like ah. he's loving you this whole time, but he's he has to be doing something else right now. He's doing, he's preparing something for you somewhere else. And you can't see him. You can't see the results. Like the only reason, you know, originally Lizzie was never supposed to find out about what happened behind the scenes so like you know so just the like but that trusting idea like he's preparing something you just can't see it but that doesn't mean he's not loving you right you know so with the suffering and like that's cool anyways that was a little bit of a long connection but if anything no
0: it's good it's 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 totally you grace like movie (laughs) book everything relating back to christ and seeing the good i love how you just you you constantly seek out like what can we learn this and how well, that this one, re-
1: that's what a sister told me so that one wasn't me well there you go it so stuck you know with good. me and also I was like sister you're such a hopeless romantic this cracks me up <laughs>
0: that's great that's so good yeah so, wonderful yeah so go fun. and suffer well through long suffering to endure to be patient and to bear good fruit mm-hmm. right Amen. bear good
1: fruit Good fruit They're to the good. spirit y'all
0: there you go y'all
1: y'all y'all <laughs> and y'all should do that good jazzy stuff and subscribe right in the review all those things
0: yes all those things according to grace y'all. and come back next time when um, we'll talk to you on the
1: Fake small
0: podcast bye, bye.